So I'm excited for tonight. We're going to be talking about um, priorities, and you're probably saying, well, how does that, how does that come down to the kingdom? We'll, we'll be getting to that. But we're talking about priorities and prioritizing the Lord. So if you want to, if you're a title person, you can put priorities. Excuse me, prioritizing the Lord, whichever one you want to put. I'm going to pray real quick and we're going to dig right into this, alright? Father, I ask you, Holy Spirit, you would sweep this room. I ask that your words would be spoken today. I ask that you would tell them the hearts of your people in this room. So that your word would go forth. But we thank you that out of this, God, we're going to leave tonight having a deeper revelation, a deeper understanding of your kingdom and how it works. And that we are all kingdom citizens. We are kingdom ambassadors. Ambassadors of your kingdom. And Father, we ask that in no other name but the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. So the first thing we're going to be talking about tonight is rediscovering the priority. So it's going to be two different sections. That's the first one. Rediscovering the priority. Um, the greatest secret to living effectively on earth is understanding the principle and power of priorities. Someone shout priorities. Priorities. Our life is the sum total. If you're taking notes, I really want you to write this down. Our life is the sum total of all of the decisions we make every day. And those decisions are determined by our priorities. I'm going to read that again. Our life is the sum total of all of the decisions we make every day. And those decisions are determined by our priorities. How we use our time every day eventually defines our lives. Life was designed to be simple. You do know that. Life was not designed to be complicated. However, it becomes complicated when we lose our priorities. If our priorities determine the quality of life and dictate all of our actions and behavior, then it is essential that we understand and identify our priorities. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I'm going to be giving a lot of bullet points, and then we're going to be kind of giving some illustration. I, uh, I put this on my Facebook page today. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but life without a purpose. Life with the wrong priorities. Life's greatest challenge is in, is in knowing what to do. The greatest mistake in life is to be busy but not effective. The greatest mistake in life is to be busy but not effective. Life's greatest failures, life's greatest failure is to be successful in the wrong assignment. I'm going to say that again. Life's biggest failure is to be successful in the wrong assignment. That's why we're going to be talking about priorities tonight. Because if you look back on your life, you can probably say, I'm pretty successful. But that's not what it, that's not what success is. I want to be successful in the field and on the assignment and in the assignment in which God has called me to. Amen. Amen. Success in life is measured by the effective use of one's time. Somebody shout, my time is valuable. Time is the only thing that you can never get back. Yes. Yes. That second we just lost, you can never get that back. The second we just lost, you can never get that back. There's a lot of things you can do. You can go back to college. You know, you can graduate high school and, and not go to school for five years and go back to school. But you can never gain that time back. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. yes. yeah. When you set the right priorities, then you use your time for intentional purposes. Your time is not abused or wasted. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down and then we're going to get some illustration. Failure to establish correct priority causes you to waste your two most important commodities, your time and your energy. I'm going to read that again. 
Failure to establish correct priorities causes you to waste your two most important commodities, your time and your energy. Now I want you to pay attention to the almost at the screen behind me like I'm preaching. Alright, so can everybody see this? If not, I'm, I'm going to read about to you anyways. So this guy, Abraham Maslow, he is a, I'm going to make sure I get it right, he is a behavioral scientist and psychologist. And he did this study, um, I believe it was three years ago, may have been two years ago, two or three years ago, and he did this study that he calls the hierarchy of priority. And in this study, he asked a, I think it was a million people um, throughout a life, throughout a certain time, um, some of them was face-to-face, -face, some of them was surveys online. And he asked a million people if they, could, if, he could, if they could list him their top nine priorities in life. The things that they chase after. Number one was water. Number two was food. If you don't want to write this down, you can just take a picture of it later. Number three was clothes. Number four was housing. Five, protection. Six, security. Seven, preservation. Eight, self-actualization. And nine, significance. So maybe you're saying... Why, is, why are you giving this to me? Well, I have a fear that the body of Christ changes this, chases this more than the kingdom. I have a fear and I honestly believe that if you were to take a thousand people, a thousand believers and ask them, they would probably say that this is probably an accurate nine for me. And nowhere is their God. Nowhere is I'm chasing the kingdom of God. Nowhere is the God my priority. Now I want to talk about the priority of God. Here's where we're really going to get into some things. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. If you have your Bibles, let's turn there. Matthew 6, 25. Matthew 6, 25. Whoever gets there, you can just... Three different people read three different translations. The Amplified. Therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body as to what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Two more. New King James, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what will you put on, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? One more person. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or and drink or enough clothes to wear is a life more than food and your body more than clothing. Alright, I'm going to read my Matthew 6, 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more important than food and the, and the body more important than clothes. Notice that this scripture directly challenges this. I'll read it again to you. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, or what you will wear. It's not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes. So Jesus' statement, I want, you to, I want you to really understand this, Jesus' statement directly challenges this. But Jesus' statement also exposes man's defective priority and confirms 
that we have less important things that we focus on. I want to keep reading. Let's go to next passage of scripture. Let's see where all of Um Before we go there, I want to point out a word that. No, let's jump out. Let's go to Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-six. It's the following passage of scripture, and let's just read twenty-six and twenty-seven. Matthew 6, 26 and 27. From the King James Plus, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto this stature? <laughs> Two more. Wow. And the NIV... Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Somebody tell me what that's saying. What are those two passages of Scripture saying, those two verses? Don't have any care, because God will provide for you. Okay. Anybody else? Take a look at it. Read it a couple times. I think it basically is summing everything up down to verse 33. Steve. <laughs> That's exactly where I'm going. That's literally exactly where I'm going. It's called co-teaching. I'm done. <laughs> Alrighty, that's class, y'all. We'll see you next time. Alright, let's just go down to 28 and 30. 28 through 30. We can have a couple people read that. That's hilarious. That's literally what we all want this. Matthew chapter 6, verse 28 through 30. I see the word. Verse 28 through 30. I got it. I have it in the NKJV. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, each day is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, or into the oven, will He, will He not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Anybody here has some gyro that verse comes Two more people. Yep. Amplified. And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spin. 
Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glorious glory dressed himself like one of them. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today, and tomorrow is cut and thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? One more. Let's just go down to the next passage. Uh, same chapter. Let's read 31 through 32. shall we wear for the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat what shall we drink what shall we wear for after all of these things the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. All right, and then let's go down to verse 33, Steve. <laughs> but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What translation is that one? The New King James. All right, let's get two more from a different translation. Matthew 6:33. Scripture. That's why I like reading different translations because a lot of times it, it pulls some stuff out. So this is where uh, we were going with this, <coughs> Steve, and uh, and so I want to break down this passage of scripture. So what here Jesus states God's number one priority: seek first the kingdom. So if you're writing notes, I want you to write this. First. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. This is the most important statement made by the Lord Jesus and it establishes what should be the first priority in our life. Seek first the kingdom. Someone say, seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Jesus identifies the kingdom as being more important than all of this. Notice Jesus didn't say, seek first water, food, clothes. He didn't, he didn't give off this. He said, seek first the kingdom. Now, just follow me for a moment. According to his assessment, then... What should be mankind's priority? What should be mankind, mankind's priority? Seeking. Seeking what? The Seeking the kingdom. So if you're writing down, I want you to write that down. The number one priority for mankind is to seek the kingdom. God's number one priority for mankind is that we discover, understand, and ultimately become a part of God's kingdom. Now we're really going to break down this passage of Scripture. So our first instruction from Jesus is to... Breaking this down. Is to seek. So when you write that down, number one, seek. This is the first instruction. Is to seek. Somebody tell me what that word means. What's it mean to seek? Go after. Go after. Mm -hmm. 
pursue. Pursue. Search. Search. Oh. Like that. What's that mean? A couple more. What's it mean to seek? I'm going to shout out a couple words. Pursue, study, explore, understand, learn. Anybody have any more before we keep going? Um, there's one definition, because I always like looking stuff up. It says, attempt or desire to obtain or achieve. Like that. Attempt to desire or obtain or achieve. Any more? Anybody have anything else? Luke? <laughs> Seekers must have a desire to know and possess a passion for the object of their search, which is being the kingdom. Second, Jesus tells us to make the kingdom first. Second thing, so you're taking your strength down. First, we have seek. Second, to make kingdom first. And in other words, the kingdom must be our top priority. We must place the highest value on the kingdom of God, setting it above everything as our primary focus. The kingdom must be placed above everything in our lives. The word kingdom uh, in the Greek translated that also you see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, it's also known as dominion. So I'm just going to write this right here. Dominion. So just write that down. Dominion. Someone tell me what this word means. What's the word dominion mean? To have domain. To have domain. What's domain? Rulership. Possess. Possess. What is it? Authority. Sovereignty or control. Sovereignty or control. So what's it mean when uh, if I were to say we have dominion over, let's just say, a certain area. What's it mean? What's it say? Ownership. Ownership. A couple more. What's dominion mean? Also means responsibility. Responsibility. Woo. Responsibility. Dominion, sovereign rule, reign, royal power. Um, let's see here. Let's go down to the next one. So Jesus' final instruction to us in this verse this is where things get really interesting. Jesus' final instruction to us in this verse is to seek the righteousness of the kingdom. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this one down. A lot of people, when they read this passage of Scripture, all they see is this part. Righteousness. Someone go back and read that to me again. Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 6, 33. Somebody else. Somebody read it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And what? And whose righteousness? His righteousness. His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. His righteousness. And we skip that. We just say seek what? Seek the kingdom first and seek what? We just see this word. Yeah. yeah. We just see righteousness. But he's saying, don't seek man's righteousness. Seek the righteousness of the kingdom. That's good. Here's why this is important. So Jesus' final instruction in this verse is to seek the righteousness of the kingdom. This is an important concept that I believe that has been diluted in the body of Christ is that nobody knows what this word is. So what is righteousness? Right standing with God. Right standing with God. 
I've heard that be the definition my whole life, but we're going to go somewhere else with this. What does somebody else think righteousness it's, is? It's a gift from God. A gift from God? It was imputed to us. Okay. What's righteousness? Standing up for what's right. Standing up for what's right? Mm -hmm. I like that. What's righteousness? I googled again. Um, the quality of being morally right or justifiable. Okay. Equitable character of God. What is that? It's the equitable, equitable character of God. Equitable character of God. Yeah. Uh, when I think about righteousness and, and righteousness that came from His righteousness, uh, I think about you knew no sin. We came our sin so that we could be what? His righteousness. Absolutely. Here's the, here's the definition I'm going to give you. I'll take this a little bit ago. To be righteousness is to be in alignment with authority. Mm, that's good. Why? Because to be in right standing, as you said, to be in right standing with God, I'm now in right standing with what? Authority. To have correct fellowship with authority. To be in right relationship with authority. In essence, righteousness describes, this is so good, describes the maintenance of rightly aligned relationship. Alright? So this, being righteousness of the kingdom, aligns you to receive what? Being righteous, seeking the righteousness of the kingdom means that you receive what? You receive benefits from the king. Just follow me. This is why I gave it to you and I said um, to be in alignment with authority, to be right standing with authority. So being operating in the righteousness of the kingdom puts you right standing with the king. Puts you in alignment with the king. Just follow me a little bit longer. A uh, rightly aligned relationship with a governing authority as to qualify for the right to receive governmental privileges. <laughs> so when you pursue righteousness of the kingdom, you now are right standing. So when the governmental privileges fall, you're right standing of the blessings to fall to receive it. Are you following me? Yes, sir. So if you were just to seek righteousness and not righteousness of the kingdom... When the kingdom dispatches the blessings, you're not right standing, therefore you're going to miss it. Does that, you follow me? Righteousness. So it, it puts you rightly aligned relationship with a governing authority as to qualify for the right to receive governmental privileges. This is why, let's go to Matthew 6.33 again. Someone read it. But seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And His righteousness, and what's the what's the last part? All these things shall be added. All. What are all of these things? All of these. All. Whatever you need. His benefits. Does this? Ha. The less more than that. Is it? Is it that? <laughs> Obviously, it's more than that. But this is telling me seek the kingdom and His righteousness of the kingdom. And then I'm going to get all of this and more. Yes. Come on. And so what also this passage of Scripture tells me, that if I seek this, I'm going to miss out on oh, this. Oh, Jesus. Yes, that's yeah. true. Wow. Are you following? Yes. Come on. This is why Jesus emphasizes the kingdom and the need to be righteous so that you can get what? All of these things added unto you. What did, what did yours say at the ending of Matthew 6, 33? And he will give you everything you need. Everything you need. And so seeking the kingdom first and the righteousness of the kingdom, you get everything that you need. So this and more. 
And here's what I have a fear of. Does everybody have this that wants to write this down? If you don't have it, just take a picture of it because it's going to go away. We're good. I got you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next class, you're going to sit right here. <laughs> we good? All right. <laughs> Are you learning anything tonight? Yes, sir. Yes. Alright, so let me give you an illustration real quick. So you have a mark board without thinking so Alright, so you have all of these things. Obviously there's more than what you need, but like I said, this is the top nine things that were a reoccurrence when Abraham Maslow did this test. And so you have kingdom. And you have all of these things. Are you following me? And so here's what I have to fear. I have a fear that we have all of these people seeking these things and missing this and thinking that they're getting this because they're getting half of this. Oh. But I, I came to tell you that in order that when you get this, you'll find peace. You'll find love. You'll find joy. You'll find happiness. You'll find provision. Somebody shout it out to me. What are you going to find when you get this? Health. Health? What else? Health, wealth. Wealth? Hallelujah. <laughs> what else? Water. Water. <laughs> what else are you going to get? Grace. What? Grace, what? Clean. Clean? What did you say, Dad? Grace? Grace. What else? Prosperity. Prosperity, alright, we got both. What else are you going to get here? Patience. Patience? Alright. And the list goes on and on. What else? We got more. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of yeah. the Spirit. We're going to fill this whole thing up. Clarity. I'm giving you an understanding of what happens when you chase kingdom. Uh, eternal vision. Heavenly vision. Set your mind on. What else? Get the firstborn and the tribal blessings. Put blessings. What else? The renewal. Renewal. Luke, what else? Promotion. Alright, let me ask you this. Who was listening last week? How do you get into here? Get saved and be born again. What about salvation? Lord God Almighty. What about Yeah. What else? You also get destiny. That's revelation. Yes. Destiny. Oh. Purpose. Revelation was good. Revelation. Purpose. What else? Honor. Honor. What else? Yes. It's good, Jace. You get the benefits of the kingdom. We got benefits, blessings. Authorities. Authority. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Woo. Go ahead, Johanna. <laughs> what else? Oil. 
Bow, bow, bow. Who's got that Holy Spirit? Who's got that B3? Holy Ghost. 6.33. Let's read it out. What's the first thing we're going to do? See. See. All right. What's next? Seeking the kingdom. What are we seeking? The kingdom. His righteousness. What's the next thing? So we're seeking. What are we seeking? The kingdom. What's next? His righteousness. His righteousness. His. Somebody shout. His righteousness. What else? All. What's the byproduct of seeking this? All these things. All these things. your father knows you have need of things. That you need. Yes. Not that you want. That's why it says your father knows you have need of. Yes. It's what he knows you have need of. That we don't even know. So let's go over this. What are we doing? We're seeking. Somebody shout seek. Seek. The kingdom. Kingdom. And his righteousness. And because of that, all of these shall be added unto you. Yeah, you got it. I said all of these things. All of these things. All of these things shall be added to you. I would, I would have written that down. I would have written that down. And so I, I, I did this illustration because I, because I, I want you to understand. Enjoy yeah. I want you to understand that how much better it is than to see a visual what happens when you see that yes. Yes. versus this. So much more. Because here's what happens if you seek, let's just get housing. If you seek housing, you may only get housing. But if I seek the kingdom, I get all of these things. Are you following me? So if I seek housing, I'm getting housing. But if I see kingdom, I'm getting all of this. So why be a people that are so focused on these things that aren't eternal? These things are temporary. Yes. They'll be with you while you're here on earth, but when you get up here, you're not going to take your home with you. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? So let's be a people that follow and pursue and seek kingdom. A review over last week. How do you get in here? You must be born again. You must be born again. To see the kingdom of God. You must be born again to inherit the kingdom of God. So in order to get kingdom, you've got to meet the king. Yeah. And in order to meet the king, or to get into the kingdom, you must repent. You must be born again. And then you can operate in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Is everybody following me? Mm -hmm. Yes. So what's some things you want to talk about next week? If you if you don't know yet, that's why I put my email up here because um, I, I have a lot of things that I want to talk about, notes, but I would I would like to talk about things that you all have questions on in the kingdom so that way you don't end this six weeks and then you still have questions about the kingdom. So my email's over there. And all of these are recorded, so if you want to go back and listen, so my name on, on YouTube. So um, that's all I have for tonight. Um, but I want you to truly understand, if you don't get anything else from tonight, I want you to understand how much more you get when you seek kingdom versus you when you seek these temporary things. It's good.
Because when you seek first the kingdom and His righteousness, understand His righteousness. His righteousness is what will line you up for this. Yeah. If you seek the kingdom but don't pursue this, you're going to be out of alignment and you're not going to yes. receive any of these yes. things. Yes. But when you seek kingdom and His righteousness, His righteousness will align you to receive and inherit everything that you can get right here in the kingdom. Alright, let's bow your heads tonight. Father, we love You so much. And Father, we are thankful for the kingdom. Yes, We are. And God, we know as we learned last week, in order to get into the kingdom, you must repent, you must be born again to inherit the kingdom. But Father, may we be a people that God, if our priorities are out of line and we're seeking other things versus seeking your kingdom first, God, I ask tonight that you would reveal those things to us. God, if there be anything in me that is pursued that I'm pursuing more than your kingdom. I ask that you would reveal that to us tonight in this moment right now. Father, we want to inherit your kingdom. God, we want your righteousness. Father, whatever it may be, we ask that you would reveal it to us. May we be a people that seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness so that all of these things that we need shall be added to our lives. Father, we ask this in no other name, but the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen.